We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Carlos Dunlap has been a huge addition to the Chiefs defensive front this season. Not a surprise there. He's already added four sacks to help the Chiefs tie for right now third best in the AFC in times that they brought down the opposing quarterback with 27 sacks through nine games. If you remember, we talked about it all offseason, 29 sacks as a team last year, finished dead last in the AFC, completely revamped it. Carlos Dunlap's a huge reason why. And last Sunday, Dunlap's half sack gave him 100 for his career, putting him in esteemed company, only 41 players in the history of the NFL, at least since sacks have been an official statistic dating back to 1982, have hit that mark. And that puts Dunlap in some pretty esteemed company with current active players with at least 100 career sacks. There are now eight and he joins Vaughn Miller, Cam Jordan, Justin Houston, Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, and Robert Quinn. So pretty impressive company right there for Carlos Dunlap. Hope that continues. And uh, yeah, this is KCS and Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KC Sports Network. I'm BJ Kissel, founder of KCSN and former Chiefs insider and reporter. It's Tuesday. That means it's time for our convo with the Athletics' Nate Taylor for our five burning questions. Excited to bring on Nate. A lot of stuff that uh, we're going to talk about about uh, but before we bring on Nate quick word from our friends at DraftKings NFL Sundays are only getting better in the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL right now new customers can bet just five dollars on any NFL team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do and check this out right now everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. My personal favorite are the anytime scores. They're a lot of fun. You can do it across the NFL. Always feel like you got a chance for it. And with payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN and place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, now we bring on the Athletics' Nate Taylor for his five burning questions segment. Nate, before we get to those questions, how goes it this morning? 
Oh, it, it, it's going, BJ. First snow of the season. Uh, I'm yeah. sure my son is making a uh, snowman uh, during <laughs> recess this, this day. But no, man, how are you? Things are good. Uh, we've got a little bit of work at the house. So if you hear some noise in the background, we've uh, I'll do the best I can to, to keep that down. But yeah, uh, it's it's a crazy time. The, our house is completely tore up right now. So uh, getting some of that work done, obviously, I uh, would have liked the weather to be a little bit nicer <laughs> yeah. at this point. But um, but yeah, just kind of skipped right through fall. And uh, hopefully it's not a sign of things to come with that early winter. But it seems a little early uh, for yeah. some snow. Yeah, what do you do? Seems a bit early. Yeah, we we move forward. That's that's all we can do. We do, and the good news is, Chiefs top of the AFC, just like everyone in this offseason had predicted. All the national media had they nobody was doubting the Chiefs or putting them down, and um, you know, saying that's going to be an off year. The offense was going to take a step back. The AFC West is loaded, and everybody's Mm -hmm. gunning for them. And you know, one person even predicted, and I won't name them. uh, Social media has done enough of that. But you know, one person predicted Chiefs finished dead last in the AFC West. So where is Bart Scott? Bart Scott. <laughs> I wasn't is, gonna name him, but you want to throw it out there. Where is Bart? Is Bart in Bristol? Is he in Freeport? Where where is Bart Scott? You know, where where is he? Uh so that's what I want to talk about. Not not Bart Scott, but that's what I want to talk about for this first burning question. Go ahead. Sometimes we get sometimes we get things wrong, BJ. Sometimes we are asked to Listen. predict. We, we try to zig when every when like history has told us to zag, and we just we get it wrong. You know? Sometimes you predict your rookie first round pass rusher to break the record <laughs> of one of the all time best pass rushers in NFL history. Uh, I will I will uh, contend that his impact has been every bit as mm-hmm. what was expected. Uh, the pressures, ever batted pass, all of those numbers are good. Mm-hmm. The one thing not a lot of so far are the, the actual sacks, but he has made an impact. Uh, so I'm not going to feel bad about that. And there's plenty of time left, plenty of mm-hmm. season left uh, to have a couple, you know, four sat games and uh, get right, <laughs> get right back up there. Nate, no, no yeah. problem there for nobody's complaining or should be complaining about what we've seen from George Karloftis this season. I'm sure we'll get to him uh, here in a second. Uh, but the first thing I want to ask you about uh, chiefs, obviously after the bills lost and their victory have the number one seed in the AFC, looking at the schedule that the chiefs have coming up, First burning question I've got for you. Do the Chiefs relinquish at any point throughout the race, rest of the regular season their number one seed status in the AFC? Mm, that is that's a that's a fascinating question, BJ, because I predicted um last week in the athletic that once again the Chiefs will host the AFC championship game. Obviously, the easiest path to do that is to maintain the number one seed. Um, this question actually kind of pulls you into Sunday's game against the Los Angeles Chargers, right? If the Chiefs lose, they could at least give some ground. Uh, You know, perhaps the Miami Dolphins, who have three losses, could have more wins just based on the way the schedule's worked out so far. Um, But I want to say no, BJ, because I think the Chiefs will win Sunday in Los Angeles, which will give them uh, another just march down to the rest of the season. Um, You know, I think they'll beat the Rams. I think they'll beat the Seahawks. I think they'll be just fine with the Broncos and the Houston Texans. Um, the most interesting game past Sunday is against the Cincinnati Bengals because that team's been kind of uh, going through their own roller coaster as the, you know, defending AFC champions. So I want to say yes, just because Patrick Mahomes is playing at an MVP level. 
Uh, Kadarius Tony has fit the offense seamlessly uh, in a surprisingly quick manner. Um, and the defense is coming along just fine. You know, I, you know, this is one of the rare times, BJ, where I predicted a 27-17 game and the defense held them to 17 points. It was kind of, you know, miraculous based on those who are asked to pontificate and pronosticate. So I think, um, I think the answer is yes, because outside of the Miami Dolphins just staying on an absolute tear offensively, I think the Chiefs are the team you should rely most to maintain them one seed. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And I, I'm, and I've had this conversation with Matt Miller yesterday. I, I am very much that Chiefs fan media person that uh, <laughs> predicts them to go like 13 and four, 14 and three, 12 and five at worst. Uh, and then every week when you're asked to predict, are they going to win? It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> so I predict them during like on Saturday or Sunday to go 17 mm-hmm. and 0, but knowing they're going to drop some games. Do I think they're going to finish the regular season 15 and two? No. But do I think that the Bills, will not lose again the way that they're playing? No. Like, I think they're both going to drop. It's just, is it going to happen the same week as far as the, the, yeah. the original question, as far as relinquishing that number one seed, knowing that they don't have that tiebreaker? It's just a matter of when do the Bills lose again? And I'm, you know, looking at their schedule, what do they have coming up? I just, at this point in the season, it's just kind of like survive and advance, try not to, you know, mm-hmm. have too many key injuries. Hopefully Juju, um, all those guys are okay. That uh, you know, we're getting picked off by Andre Cisco. And I want to get it, you know what, because it's been a storyline this week, I want to get your thoughts since you were at the game and you were covering it from your perspective. You talk with the players afterwards. What was the yeah. prevailing thought behind uh, the two hits on Cisco and just his reaction, which I think had as much to do with why people got pissed off about it as the way that he kind of reacted, especially after the second one. Yeah. So BJ, I think this is a pretty quick, answer for me which is unusual i know but it's a preventative play which is basically what i asked justin reed in the locker room and he agrees with me that playing the same position yes it's preventative uh juju is a large enough man that the strike zone between the torso to the hip to even the knee to some degree um is available for cisco um it's a terrible officiating job in my opinion based on the refereeing crew um and yeah it's a dirty play um based on the rules that the league and the cba has agreed to um so as much as i am from the era of you know you want to catch ball in the middle of the field we need to make you pay there needs to be some cost for the for the risk that you're taking um but based on the replay based on seeing it in real time um, there's no doubt in my mind it's helmet to helmet. There's no doubt that Cisco missed his launch target because uh, he didn't launch himself, regardless of what people say. Um, he's loading up for a big hit, but you also have to execute where you're trying to hit the receiver. Um, so it's a dirty play. It's unfortunate. You know, um, I think Chiefs fans should understand that there should be no reason for Juju Smith-Schuster to play on Sunday um, because he's in the concussion protocol. Same for Chris Lamonts, who had a lesser you know, um, not a lesser injury. He's in the concussion protocol as well, but it's just less violent to watch um, during the game. But yeah, it's a, it's a bad play. It's unfortunate. And the bigger issue moving forward is what is to prevent Cisco from doing this next? He wasn't penalized. He will be fined. I think on Saturday, I think we're going to learn that from the league, but 
if he's okay with losing a little bit of money, um, he didn't cost his team anything. He didn't, he wasn't penalized. So that's the bigger impact that I think the league needs to think about and fans should keep in mind just because um, you want to be consistent and it's helmet to helmet. They threw a flag, they picked it up. It's a terrible decision. And now the player doesn't feel any, he should feel more penalized and, and, and obviously he should feel um, a little harsher about his decision um, when he didn't execute the way he should tackle a receiver in the middle of the field, based on how we've all been taught what the rules are for the 2022 season. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see if the NFL doubles down because every time I see those pool reports and the answers, it's like the refs are doubling down on the bad call that we saw during the game. And yep. then if the NFL comes out and finds them, it's the NFL is basically saying they screwed up on the field and then they screwed up afterwards by not just having common sense of understand. And Andy Reid, and this is the point that I made after the game, Andy Reid's in those meetings uh, at yes. the owners' meetings mm-hmm. where they're talking about player safety and all of these things. He is very hyper aware of these things. And that's where a guy who doesn't publicly say anything about the refs, doesn't publicly say anything negative about anything regarding the NFL. So when he speaks in the way that he did, not that he went after them, but he was like, this is not the spirit in which these things were discussed. Exactly. He's very much involved with those kinds of things and knows the difference. And that will resonate with the NFL. So really interesting to see if the player does end up getting fined and, uh, not to to rehash it again, but the one the second one bothered me more than the first. And I know the first one is helmet to helmet, but it felt mm-hmm. I we've we've all seen a hundred plays, a thousand plays like that in the the NFL where safety's coming across and he leads with the crown of his helmet. I didn't see on the mm-hmm. first one Cisco do that. He obviously hit him helmet to helmet by rule. It's a dangerous play. The way that he was coming across didn't have a chance to get his head around. That's a tough play for a defender who his only option at that point because of the spacing is really to let him go by. Or just strike him in the you know the knee or the thigh and hope that you know you don't get blow out his knee in that way. The second right. one, there's nothing good about that intent. He launched his body at him. I just feel like with the first one, he literally could have lowered his helmet or his crown and really went into him. He kind of turned it, still went helmet to helmet. But the second one is the one that bothered me the most. The reaction afterwards and the fact that he launched his body upwards at you know a player in a very defenseless position. Um, that yeah. intent seemed worse to me, but. Again, that'll be something that uh, will be interesting to see what happens with the NFL and if there is a fine. Because to your point, uh, if there's not, even if there is a little bit of a fine, he basically seemingly could have taken out the Chiefs, two of the Chiefs' top receiving targets in that game. Is that worth mm-hmm. fifteen grand to a player? Hate to say it, but they're not not the the uh, punishment doesn't dissuade anyone from the result of playing yes. that way. He's not going to change the way that he's playing. And I've never heard about him being a dirty player. Never heard anything before that game, but he is now on the radar of Chiefs fans. Yes. For sure. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sure. Let's move on to the second burning question. And this one's going to be a little bit fun because I want to give you a chance to uh, revamp your answer to something that I had asked a couple weeks ago. So I'm going to play this clip for you real quick, and it'll give you an idea of what the second burning question <laughs> is going to be about. This is Nate Taylor talking about Kadarius Tony just a couple weeks ago. There's a legitimate chance if an injury occurs to somebody else on the roster that maybe, just maybe with, what, 10, 10 games left yep. in the season for that, you could get to that 300-yard mark. It's not an answer. I hate to over be, under. I hate to be this guy, BJ. You know, I hate. To, I, no, no, I hate to be the no, guy. No, 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 no. But, but I might but, hold you to this one. But I think unless I, you're going push, I think the fair play is is to is to do an under. All right, so that's the over under of 300 total yards from Kadarius Tony. In fairness to your answer, you did say if there was an injury, McColl Hardman injured, didn't play in the game, had 90 yards. And so through two games, we're at 102 yards. So in the next eight games, do we feel like he can average, what, 22 yards, 23 yeah. yards a game? Uh, so you basically got it right. There was the, the injury uh, that yeah. forced him in there, but uh, he's got to stay healthy too. That's a big part of it, and it's been you know, a yeah, thing for him. But, right. Uh, the most optimistic of Chiefs fans, uh, the everybody drinking the Kool Aid, uh, kind of where I normally kind of sit on that <laughs> side of things, on that kind of side of things. Uh, expected if he stays healthy to go over the three hundred. Now, did I expect him to have a uh, six touch, ninety yard performance in a second game, getting balls all over the field and not just a bunch of package plays? No, mm-hmm. but if I change that line to four hundred yards right now, so an extra three hundred, take those two games out. Now, how do you feel? I got to take it, BJ. I got to take it. You know, you are sold. It is done. I'm sold. Look, Patrick has never connected with a receiver this quickly since I've covered the team, let alone the talent itself. That is just undeniable. Um, You know, when you see it, the poor Jacksonville Jaguars, they have no tape of him in this offense. And there he is just cooking you all game. Um, Every time they give him the ball, something good happens. You, you never want that as a defense. Um, but, yeah, I, I got to go over. You know, this is this is also a, a, a small bet to the Chiefs medical and training staff, right, you know, um, to, to make sure that his hamstrings stay, stay loose. Because as I tweeted on Sunday, and, and I guess that was when I officially acknowledged it, but I was just like, man, if this guy stays healthy, my goodness. Um, and so now people understand, like, how my voice sounds when I actually tweet these things uh, verbatim, but yeah, the, just the, just the idea 
that he could be this good this quickly, that he could know the offense, which I, I appreciate Patrick Mahomes telling us that, you know, he's been in the facility, in the in the film room, studying that playbook as much as the quarterback of the team. You know, the quarterback's supposed to be the first one in, last one out. Apparently the newest guy on the team is, you know, doing quarterback stuff. So it's translated to the field. I have to go over because you don't know, you know, when Juju will, will return. Um, McColl, you know, we'll get a better sense later in the week if he practices, particularly on Thursday, because that's the day that Andy now has sort of set for the rest of the season. We'll be doing on Thursday and Friday. We'll, we'll obviously matter most to the to the game plan and and whether or not you perform on Sunday. But they've they've I, I said at the time, BJ, that the trade was like a C plus. It's already a B plus. It has the potential to go to an A if he stays on the field and is productive at any moment for the rest of the yeah. season. And if he has, you know, sort of an impact player two in the postseason as well. Yeah. I give him maybe two more games like that over the next eight and it's a slam dunk deal. Like that was a nice game. It's a big game. Uh, I love the contested catch. There have been people slowing it down, adjusting his gloves as he went up to catch the ball. I mean, I, I even love the mocks. I looked at Kent Swanson because Kent looked at me. He's like, that was a stupid idea on the punt return. We kind of let it bounce and picked it up real fast and ran with it. I was like, you look that smooth with it. You got that kind of confidence. Like I love a player who runs out there and has the confidence to make a play like that. Now, if it doesn't mm-hmm. go well, it's like, hey, you literally were brought in to not make mistakes on special teams, which is going to be our third burning question. We're going to go back to special teams again. Yes. Uh, but I want to go, I want to bring this in because it's not part of um, our deal. And you mentioned it and your um, counterpart at the athletic with the, with the Los Angeles chargers, Daniel Popper had a tweet yes. the other day and, and you shouted out uh, the chief's medical staff and Rick Burkholder, the vice president of, you know, athletic performance medicine uh, does a phenomenal job. Tiffany, David, Evan, like that whole crew, mm-hmm. uh, Julie, they all do a fantastic job. Yes. Uh, I'm not saying that the Chargers don't not do a great job or however you want to word this. It's not calling them out. But here's a list of all of the players that were not available available for the Chargers by the end of the 49ers game. This is a tweet from Daniel Popper. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Joey Bosa, JC Jackson, Rashawn Slater. By the way, all those guys have been all pros, <laughs> I just mentioned, I believe. Um Trey Pipkins, Gerald Everett, Donald Parham, Dustin Hopkins, Josh Kelly, Christian Covington, Austin Johnson, Atito Agbanani, uh, Jalen Guyton, and Chris Rumpf. I'm sorry, uh, Atito, I just butchered your last name. But that's a list, and this is not a unique thing to the Chargers this year. It is a thing that is getting to the point where it's like, it's not even a funny joke anymore. It's like, what the hell is going on? It wasn't even funny when they punctured Ron Taylor's lung trying to give him a shot a couple years. I mean, it is egregiously poor what's happening down there. And so Chiefs fans do not take for granted uh, that Rick and his staff always seem to do a phenomenal job uh, getting guys ready, bringing them back at the right time. You rarely see a Chiefs player come back from an injury and they get re-injured quickly because seemingly he came back too fast. These guys are ready to go uh, as soon as they get back and hopefully Juju and everybody who's been banged up uh, comes back healthy. But I wanted to give that quick shout out and I saw that tweet yesterday. Shout out to your counterpart, Daniel Mm -hmm. Popper. Now let's move on to, to the third burning question. That is special teams. We got to talk about Butker again. Um, I told you, BJ, he's not healthy. He's not fully healthy. He's not going to be fully healthy at any point, probably the rest of the season. If it if that is the case, do the Chiefs even flirt with – at what point? I'm not saying that we're at – I don't think we're at the point now. At what point does it become like, man, we got to get somebody else in here to, to buy some more time for him to sit off and be healthy? He had the bye week. 
to try to rest it to do it. I don't know if it's a high ankle sprain. I don't know if what level of ankle sprain. I'd be surprised if everybody listening to this podcast didn't sprain an ankle at some point. Now mm-hmm. everybody didn't have to then go plant on that foot and kick in the NFL and knowing that, you know, like a golf swing, a little bit of change, a little bit of mental just doubt changes everything. If that's the case, and it, a lot of this is mental with his ankle and how do I adjust and those kinds of things, do you even flirt with the idea of making a move at a certain point? And what is that point for you? Yeah, I would give it another game or two um, because one thing Harrison said, and we need to see if this plays out, is that he does – Is he said his ankle last week feels better after every game. Now, obviously, if you aggravate it, well, that, that, that streak – doesn't continue um if it gets a certain threshold but never improves like it might happen um then you know we're gonna have to see how this goes you know bj i don't know what the kicking market right now is obviously you know matthew wright is with the pittsburgh steelers who by the way won a game and i think he performed fine um but yeah keep your phone activated you know make sure the agents who represent those hickers just stay abreast as to what they're doing. Um, now he'll be kicking indoors in very little wind. Although SoFi stadium is technically a open air stadium um, because the way it's constructed, you actually walk. It's amazing. I know there's going to be a lot of Chiefs fans there. If you can go to LA or if you're on the West coast, just watch a game there. Um, you walk, you get this lovely California breeze then you go down and there's the stadium. It's, it's one of the more like trippy things. So it is technically an open air stadium, but there shouldn't be that, that much wind in SoFi. Then you have the next game. And I just want to, I just want to see it for two more weeks. You know, uh, he did not, he wasn't, you know, asked to kick a field goal in Sunday's game against Jacksonville. Let's see him in the next two games. Uh, if the operation doesn't go smooth, then yeah, to your point, VJ, it might be fair to say let's let's get somebody else in here, probably not named Matt Amendola, and let's see if we can get you ready for like January, which you get two games to end the regular season, and then obviously there's the postseason run. The problem with all of this, BJ, is that as the weather gets colder, ball's gonna be a rock at some point. So that isn't great. Uh, you know, it wasn't like the weather was super duper cold Sunday, but it was it was the first like I guess you could say coldish kind of game of the season. Um, so if he does well in California and then they come back and he does well in the next game, then I think you have a little bit more faith that Bucker will be right by the postseason. But I think I think Dave Tobe has to be honest with himself and say that uh, if there's somebody available on a practice squad. Or if you want to do another tryout, which they've done two so far this regular season, it's okay to do a third um, just because this team is in position to win the Super Bowl. And Harrison Bucker, I think, is a wise enough individual and a mature enough player to understand that if you're not performing at the highest level to the team's expectations, and if they're a kick away from you know being in Arizona in February, uh, there's reason to, to make such a move. And in fairness to Butker, and, and you've been around him obviously more recently, I'd spent a little bit of time around him. And if there's somebody that you don't want to doubt their work ethic, their ability to try and study their craft and all of those things, he's wired the right way to try mm-hmm. to get this done. It just at some point it becomes mental at that position. And yes. it mm-hmm. 
it's toying with if the ankle is not quite right how is he adjusting is that going through his mind when he plants does he feel something or does he you know does he not feel anything on game day you know to to take some of that pain away uh is that changing thing whatever it is Mm -hmm. uh it it it's not great right now and as the games become more important uh later in the regular season for chance at a one seed get into the playoffs you don't want to be doubting uh the health or the ability to execute even the basic things um because mm-hmm. it's as sad as it sounds i'm more comfortable with bucker kicking a 56 yard field goal right now than i am an extra point as weird as that sounds because it's like well he'll drill this i'm not worried about this one it's the simple kicks that yeah. i'm a little bit more stressed out about uh right now let's move on to uh a player in a side of the ball that has been dominant it was happy we talked about it uh, on the post game show and then talked about it yesterday that chris jones has now mm. entered the odds uh for defensive player of the year um on the different betting sites so he is the okay. uh, seventh seventh best odds right now not high on that list micah parsons is going to run away with this award if you look at the odds of, of betting on it he is the odds on favorite and it's not particularly close He's but so good he is an absolute He's animal so freaking good He's a unicorn uh, to watch, but that doesn't take away the fact that Chris Jones deserves to be in that national conversation. And now it seems like uh, as dominant he's been all year that he's in that conversation. Uh, What's been the biggest difference or surprise thing for you having covered Chris for several years in which he's been very, very good. What's different about him this year for him playing the way that he is and the impact that he's making. Yeah. um, First is he's, he's, you know, he's as healthy as you can be this late in the season, right? Um, he doesn't have the wrist injury. He doesn't have anything with his groin. Those have been issues earlier in his career um, in recent seasons. Um, I think Joe Cullen has done a very nice job, the new defensive line coach, about making sure that when they do try to get him in one-on-one opportunities, whether that's coming from the edge or the interior, they are smart when they actually set that up. So a team can't necessarily adjust for it as quickly um, as they did a year ago, right? You know, there were times where, hey, um, this guy is who we need to be most aware of. Um, you know, this is a credit to Colin Saunders in some sense, um, to Mike Dana, who can, you know, come down on the interior in sort of that NASCAR package that Steve Spagnuolo has always loved. Um, and And look, offensive line play is down this year. And and that's across the league. And Chris Jones is feasting off of it. <laughs> like, let's be let's be honest. He's he's great in his own way, but I don't think he's gone up against a top interior lineman all season. And so what you're asking your star player to do is be a star. And that's what he's done countless times. It's unfortunate that like he should have a strip sack and he should have another sack that both got taken away based on the referees uh judgment calls so you know he could be closer to double digits right now than he actually is which does sway some of the opinion in terms of who is the defensive player of the year who was those leading candidates obviously the chiefs are the one seed in the afc that certainly helps um i think what chiefs fans should ask for chris right now is can you be the best defensive player in the afc because if you're that we go to the super bowl if we're that it's less of a burden on patrick mahomes in the offense if you're that we're getting pressure on Josh Allen, Tua Tungabaloa, on whoever we see in the postseason, whether that's, you know, Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson. Um, so I think there's a combination of things. But look, Chris tweeted out in the offseason that he wanted to win the Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, I appreciate the honesty and the aspiration 
uh, that he has to do that. Um, he, he certainly has the talent to get there. Um, and look, Aaron Donald's not having a great year. You know, TJ Watt has been injured for much of this season. Micah Parson does exist. I think Von Miller at times has been the best defensive player in the AFC. He's starting to trend a little bit back down to earth because, you know, he's getting up there in years. And so it'll be interesting to see how Buffalo tries to manage Von Miller over the course of the season because he's their best pass rusher. Um, but if Chris has a game like he did against the Dallas Cowboys a year ago where he was just a complete game wrecker in a primetime setting, I don't know, this Sunday against Justin Herbert and the banged-up Los Angeles Chargers, that he can climb up that list. Um, but I think the I think the standard and the expectations for him to reach right now is can you be the best defensive player in the AFC and then can you prove that with production, with pressure, and with some sacks in the postseason? I love that Chris put out there uh, that he wants to be defensive player of the year, but his best tweet was when he told Shannon Sharp to shut up clown uh, when Shannon was talking about him running his mouth and getting those penalties. Uh, you bop Shannon Sharp here. That's an A-plus tweet <laughs> in, in my book. You somehow get Bart Scott in that, and it just uh, just chef yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of bopping right now. I Before we move on to the final burning question here with uh, Nate Taylor from The Athletic. Nate, I'm biased because he's been one of my guys since even before the Chiefs drafted him. Uh, I got a chance to talk to him on draft night. Just good dude, Colin Saunders. Uh, yeah, as, as far as like just good yeah, stories on that side of the ball, and everyone's got a good – he's got that personality. A lot of people have great relationships uh, with him because he's got that infectious personality. But as far as like just fun, good storylines from the Chiefs defense this year, where does Colin Saunders' performance and what we've seen from him? And and I'll even put I won't name there's some people on our network that had projected Colin to not make this team. There are a lot of people yep. out there who did it, but even within KCSN, there were people not thinking he was going to make it. And I'm like, you cannot find an athlete like that on the practice squad. There, you cannot replicate what that dude can do. Uh, yes. But for you being around him and covering this team the way that you do, where does his performance and what he's done for the defense and just his overall kind of just great moment for him this season to kind of break out the way he has. Where does that rank on storylines on that side of the ball for you this year? Yeah, it's, it's pretty up there. Um, I'll be honest myself, BJ, you know, in the off season, as we were getting closer to training camp, um, I wrote in the athletic, Hey, here are nine players who are basically in contract years. Now, most of them were in the final year of their deal or their rookie deal. Uh, there were some people like Chris Jones, who was basically in a contract year because the team can actually save more money releasing you than retaining you for the following season. So basically you need to reestablish your value so that you can obviously get a contract extension. Chris Jones has done that by the way. Um, but there were nine players that I said, it's a big year for you both in the season and moving forward in your career. Colin Saunders wasn't on that list. That's how much he had fallen because of his dislocated elbow, because of the knee injury he had last year, because of the lack of just consistently being on the field, he wasn't even a thought I had in terms of players entering a contract year. Now he's the player who's having the best season in a contract year that is on their last year of their rookie contract. So he's, in my opinion, having a better year than McCole Hardman, even though, yes, McCole Hardman has scored touchdowns. But in terms of where he started and where he is right now, and I just wrote about him uh, yesterday in The Athletic, and people can, can go read that. I mean, he's had a fantastic season. He is one of the best talkers on the team in terms of giving you quotes, insight with a little bit of humor, but some true honesty. 
um, and saying that he felt like his value um, was, you know, it was a false proof of, of who he was as a player. And now he's sort of reaching that potential. Um, he is, and I tend to agree with him. Um, he is sort of the chiefs run defense right now. Like he's performing better than Derek Nottie. Uh, Tershawn Wharton, unfortunately had an injury and Colin Saunders replaced him and has risen to the moment. Um, so you're always pleased when a good human being who just happens to play football is obviously playing up to their uh, level, up to their expectation. Um, but yeah, he's he's probably one of the more fascinating players on defense, and he's having a better year than Frank Clark. He's having a better year than, again, McCole Hartman, in my opinion. He's having a better year than Juan Thornhill, who's been really good at times. But to do this from the interior with that freak athleticism that you mentioned, to give Chris Jones the ability to be like, hey, I can take this double team and chill because he's getting pressure because he's stopping the run because I'm penetrating and Colin's sort of cleaning it up. Or guess who's not being blocked into the next down? Sometimes Nick Bolton has the ability to just run freely because Colin Saunders is just eating gaps. So uh, he's a large reason as to why they've been successful over the last month or so. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So at this point, we say, Brett, just pay the guy. Give the guy, give guy some money. I don't think he's going to command a ton of money. I'm not saying yeah. he's going to get top of the market. He's going to be a, a solid rotational, if not starter, along your defensive line. He's done all the right things. He's, you know, in the locker room, he's well liked. He's a good teammate. You yeah. provides in, he's an energy giver. Absolutely. Uh, he mm-hmm. very much reminds me of Raheem Nunez Rochez years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. A similar kind of person. Just always smiling, just always in a good mood. Uh, and at this point, I just want to see the guy get some offensive snaps too. I want to get some money in his pocket, and I would put that guy at fullback. We saw it at Western Illinois. Like guy, yep. guy can we move. Saw, You've seen him play basketball. It. He is actually if yeah. if the Chiefs had a a basketball team, Colin Saunders would would be a ball hand, if not a point guard, but like a two guard. Mm-hmm. Fair about where Mahomes is at. Uh, would absolutely be in that. And if people are looking at me like, why would a defensive tackle do that? You have not seen this man play basketball. Uh, so good. He knows what he's yeah. doing. The biggest, yeah. like he's got it. Yeah, he's I, absolutely I, got it. Yeah, I, I wrote about that during the 2019 season, how so many guys play basketball on the team. And, and yeah, he was one of the better ones. Um, but no, I think it, it honestly, BJ, and I have not thought this all the way through, but it does make sense for the, for Colin, who I think is appreciative of where he is, who obviously loves Chris Jones. Chris ain't going nowhere. Um, we've seen now that they, these two people can not only coexist, but can sort of thrive and benefit one another. Because uh, Colin has won a lot of one-on-one matchups in, in past uh, passing down situations lately. 
it would make sense for the player who is appreciative as to where he is, who wants to continue to be on a good team. He's from St. Louis, so this is not foreign to him. Um, I think for the agent standpoint and for the team standpoint, it does kind of make sense to have, you know, a conversation in December if this continues um, to where you make a decision right now, hey, uh, is there anybody in the draft class who can do this if he just stays healthy? All right. Uh, if we make this decision now, it kind of tells you where we stand on Derek Nottie, who was also who, who will also be a free agent. So you might have to pick one of them anyway. Um, and yeah, if you don't see anybody who is a clear upgrade, you know, at the position who could be a potential free agent, um, yeah, and, then, and he's twenty six years old. Yeah, he's twenty six. Yeah, you give him a two year deal. He he becomes a free agent again at twenty eight. So if he continues what he's doing this year for another two years, then he's got a chance for that bigger deal. But guy's twenty six years old. Um, not commanding like a five-year deal at this point, but put a little money in his pocket, take care of him. Yeah, and and see if it, you know, cap's gonna go up anyway. So you know, it, uh, it, yeah, it, it. I'm so glad you brought this up because it does make sense. Um, because Joe Collin has gotten the best out of him so far, and uh, he he has he has worked really really well and Colin says his injuries have been freak accidents or, or freaky sort of injuries they have not been soft tissue related so um yeah if you believe that again what the training staff has done with Colin what Colin has done in the offseason if he sort of figured out his you know how to get him uh through a season then it, it, it does make sense to have a two-year deal where you know it's a nice signing bonus attached to it and you're going to get some cap relief next year and that obviously the the, the bulk of it uh, would probably be laid out in 2024. All right, quick last question. Chiefs win on Sunday night. They've got a three-game lead in the AFC West through 11 weeks. How insufferable should Chiefs fans be considering all this crap that was getting talked on the offseason, uh, taking that kind of commanding lead within this division? Uh, they should talk um, at an incessant level. I mean, just – Put it in everybody's face. You know, there's a woman that I know who lives in Kansas City. Shout out to Joy. She is a diehard Raiders fan or diehard Raider fan. Um, how it how it going, Joy? How it how is it going? Um, yeah, you should talk. I mean, you could talk to you know. I know a guy. Um, you know, my guy Dusty. You know, I mean. Like you're Bronco fan, how that how that going, man? I mean, he, he tells me, um, but but yeah, you should talk these, you should have these conversations if you're a Chiefs fan and they win on Sunday because you haven't even played the Broncos. You don't need to. We already won the division. Like that's 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 the thing you could say if they yep. win on Sunday. And, and they hey, traded away their, their best defensive player, like outside of Sertan. Uh, but Bradley Chubb gets traded. Like it it. There, there are so many receipts. There are so many receipts out there that there are going to be montages all over the place when it's official and they won the division and all of that. But a lot of that stuff might start creeping out after Sunday night uh, to pick up that win. But Nate Taylor from The Athletic Man, always appreciate you joining us on this episode of KCSN Update every Tuesday. And appreciate you Chiefs fans for spending part of your day with us. Who knows a lot of great places to get Chiefs content. Make sure to get Nate's content over The Athletic. I promise you it's worth however many few bucks a month it is. And check out his podcast with Seth Kaiser and Josh Briscoe called Times Hours. Also great uh, outlet for Chiefs news. But appreciate you all spending time with us. We'll have plenty more great content throughout the week here at KCSN. We'll see you later.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.